Having Sage approved audio for our car rides is a literal lifesaver for my nervous system. And I love making lists of podcasts to share with him when he's ready. I was so excited to hear about a new show called Mysteries About True Histories, affectionately known as MATH, M-A-T-H, geared toward the six plus crowd. Every episode follows two best friends, Max and Molly, who work together to solve riddles and math equations during their time traveling adventures. Episodes drop every Thursday and are about 15 minutes long, the perfect length for car rides and mealtimes and stacked with so much laughter that your kiddos won't even realize how much they're learning. So tune in to Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. Welcome to Voices of Your Village. You're listening to episode number 55 on why you sleep, like what even happens while you're sleeping. Here's the thing, guys. I see so many posts and stories about kiddos who are still waking up or kiddos whose cycles aren't sinking and all that jazz. And I think we've just assumed that tiny humans don't sleep. And we got to break that myth. And instead, I want to support you with tools to help your kiddos sleep because it's so important. That's what we're talking about in this episode, why it's so stinking important. What is your body doing while you sleep? This is why we do sleep consulting so that our bodies can show up as their full selves the next day. So then we can work on things like emotional development and all that jazz. But it's really hard to do that work when we're sleep deprived or when they're sleep deprived. So I get real nerdy about some science in this episode. It's a quick one, but I think we need to talk about it. I don't care how your kid sleeps or where they sleep or any of that jazz, but I do care if they're getting enough sleep. I care for their immune function. I care for their growth and development. And I care because then they have a better chance of showing up the next day ready to crush some emotional development. And the tiny humans you're raising today are going to be the adults of tomorrow. So it matters to me how they're raised and how they're showing up in the world. So let's get nerdy. Let's talk about some science. But before we dive in, will you do me a favor today? Will you screenshot and post it on social media, post it on Facebook, post it on Instagram, put it in your stories and tag me, tag Seed and Sew on Instagram, it's seed.and.sew, and on Facebook, you should just be able to tag our page, Seed and Sew, and just let other folks know about this. I want to raise emotionally intelligent humans all over the place. The more emotionally intelligent humans we're raising, the better off we all are. And I want people to have access to this free information. You don't have to pay anything for this podcast. There's no cost for tuning in. It is free information for folks, and I want them to have access to it. So let's let people know it exists. It's crazy how many times people show up into my DMs and they're like, oh my gosh, I just found your podcast and it's changing the way that I parent or I've built my toolbox so much from this episode. And guys, the more people that have access to this, the better off we all are. We get to raise emotionally intelligent humans together. So help me out, please, and screenshot and share it and tag me because also I like to see where you're coming from and I want to come chat with you. 
Thanks for being on this journey with me, guys. I have some really cool things in store for you for 2019. I'm trying to come up with the best way for us all to hang out and be in community, and I'm brainstorming some rad things. In the meantime, if you are feeling sleep deprived, go check out our Awake Kiddos Snoozy Parents course at awakekiddossnoozyparents.com. It'll give you all the information of what you get, but essentially it's the behind the scenes of what we do when we're creating an emotionally supportive sleep plan in a sleep consultation. And you get access to all that jazz for all the different ages and stages and kiddos to come. You get lifetime access. It's a sweet deal. And you can check all that out at awakekiddossnoozyparents.com. Go get some quality sleep today. All right, let's dive in. Welcome to Voices of Your Village, a place where parents, caregivers, teachers, and experts come to support one another on this wild ride of raising tiny humans. We combine decades of experience with the latest research to create the modern parenting village. Let's dive into honest conversation about real parenting challenges so it doesn't have to be this hard. I'm your host, sleep consultant, child development specialist, and passionate feminist, Alyssa Blass-Campbell. So you may have picked up at this point that sleep is a very important thing to me, not just for me, but for all of you and for your tiny humans. Today, I want to go into what happens when we sleep so that you can understand why this is so stinking vital. All right, so when we're in our overnight sleep, we go through four phases of sleep, N1, N2, N3, and REM. N1 is pretty light sleep, and then it gets deeper as we go into N2 and then N3. And then REM sleep is where you might be like dreaming. And in N1 to N3, not only does your sleep get deeper, but like your breathing slows and your whole body just kind of slows down. This is amazing. It does this for a lot of reasons. So I'm going to talk about N1 to N3 and then we'll dive into REM because REM is a whole different ballgame. So in your non-REM sleep, your pulse is slowing down, your blood pressure is slowing down. It literally like gives your heart and your blood vessels a break and time to recover. Sleep is huge for immune function because your body, I think of it as like repair time where your body goes in and repairs muscles and organs and cells. And there are chemicals that are flowing through your bloodstream that are meant to strengthen your immune system. Your body literally is like building back up and refueling and fighting off all the crap that it doesn't have essentially the time to do when you're awake. When you're sleeping, your whole rest of your body just kind of slows down so it can go into repair mode. It also takes this time to clear your brain of unnecessary things and like information that you don't need to remember. And it stores stuff into long-term memory that you do want to remember. This is why 
kiddos might wake up in the middle of the night and they're working on walking because their whole system has slowed down. And at the end of a sleep cycle, they come to wake and they're like, oh, great. Like (laughs) now I have the time to do this. I'm going to work on this thing. Their brain's literally thinking about it. It's storing that memory into long-term memory. We call this protein synthesis. And I actually, if I wake up in the middle of the night, uh, which I've observed that there are two different types of people, people who, if you're working on something intense and big, then you get exhausted and you just crash. And I see this in very tiny humans too, like right from the beginning that some kiddos, when they're really busy working on something, then they crash and their body like needs that time to refuel and it stays asleep and like sync cycles and all that jazz. And then there are kids like me who, when you're working on something big and your mind is super active and uh, intense during the day, then when I go to sleep, I'll like get this nice rest and I wake up to pee and I'm like, oh, let me think about all the things and solve all of my problems. And in order to like combat that gnarly cycle, I literally will tell myself, which is true, by the way, I'll tell myself, you can better solve this problem after a full night of sleep. And then I just say it over and over, like a phrase, a little mantra to myself, you can better solve this problem on a full night of sleep. You can better solve this problem on a full night of sleep. And it's true. Like my brain will throughout the night weed out all the crap that it doesn't need in there. And then I can wake up and really just be focused on that challenge. Have you ever woken up after a solid night of sleep and you're just like ready to go? You're ready to solve that problem you've been thinking about. You're ready to get to work. You're ready to do the thing. That's because you've weeded out all the crap and you're ready to bring a fresh mindset to it. This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. Active Skin Repair uses a molecule called hypochlorous acid, which mimics our natural immune response to cleanse, soothe irritation, reduce inflammation, and support healing. We've been loving Active Skin Repair for all the cuts and scrapes that show up in the active toddler life. Sage loves that there's both the spray version, but also a cream version. He likes to get to choose which one he's going to do. He calls it the magic cream. And it's been so great for taking care of Mila's neck rash now that she's full on teething. Can we get a minute for a teething three and a half month old? What in the world? Active Skin Repair has thousands of five-star reviews and the ingredients so safe and clean, they can be used from the youngest member of the family to the oldest. Keeping it simple with one soothing solution for all your family's skin health needs. Visit www.activeskinrepair.com To learn more about Active Skin Repair and to get 20% off your order, use code VILLAGE. That's www.activeskinrepair.com, code VILLAGE, for 20% off your order. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Being back to work after maternity leave has been so good and frankly, so hard. I love what I do and I missed collaborating with my team while I was out and it's been a tough transition. 
The combination of a packed schedule and still being the milk machine for Mila Bean, it's hard to juggle everything. I feel so grateful for my weekly therapy hour. Sometimes I'm just holding so much and I need a safe space to let it out and get it off my chest. I've noticed that when I don't release it, it comes out anyway, but usually in ways that aren't aligned with how I want to show up in the world. BetterHelp is such a convenient, flexible option for parents who just can't take the travel time to get to an in-person therapy visit. It's entirely online. You can show up in your jammies, always a win in my book, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you're on your way to feeling heard. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash voices today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash voices. This is also, it's interesting because we can often see crappy sleep when we're sick, when in actuality what our body needs when we're sick is to sleep. If kiddos are genuinely sick, they have a fever or they're sick throwing up, whatever, they have anything outside of like teething uh, or a runny nose, I don't do any sleep changes. I just err on the side of give that kiddo what they need to get as much sleep as possible tonight. And once they're better and their immune system's like ready to really thrive and, and, and is doing well, then we can maybe add some challenges of like any sort of changes that we were bringing to the table. But I don't want to add that in when they're sick because your body at that point just needs as much sleep as possible to go into this repair mode. So I had a client recently who was like, oh yeah, we have been feeding throughout the night for two and a half years. Like this kid had not slept through the night for two and a half years. And she was like, at this point, I'm. she was pregnant and she wanted to stop because she knew she had a baby coming soon that she was going to have to feed throughout the night. And I mostly err on the side of like, I don't care what you do as long as it's working for you and your kiddo's safe and healthy and like whatever, then go to town, whatever, man. I don't care where your kid sleeps, how your kid sleeps. If it's working for you, go right ahead. However, I think it's really important to note that with sleep, it's not just that I'm like, oh, they should be sleeping through the night by whatever time. It's that sleep is vital for your immune function and your brain development and storing these things into long-term memory and being able to function as their best self and learn and grow optimally. So for me, helping a kid learn how to sleep through the night when their body doesn't need to continue to eat through the night anymore is something we do for them. And sometimes it's hard because it involves a new routine or learning a new habit. And sometimes it's sad for us because it means not having that time in the middle of the night with them. But at the end of the day, I see it as something that we do for them, that we're giving them that gift for their immune system and their brain development and their ability to thrive during the day. I'm sure I'll get some comments on that one. Again, it's I'm never coming from a place of shame or guilt. And so if you're feeling right now 
some shame or some guilt, I want you to know that was not my intention. Uh, but maybe take a look at that feeling and question why are you feeling that and what's the root of it. I had a mom who came and we were working on a sleep consult. We were talking about a sleep consult. We weren't yet doing one. And she finally was like, I feel like I'm supposed to know how to do this. I'm their mom. I was like, ah, that is the actual feeling underneath all of this. You don't feel like you are enough. You don't feel like you're doing enough or you know enough in order to give your tiny human this gift of sleep. And that's just some BS, man. Uh, Sorry, that's not a validating response, but I am so sick of the like, you have to have all the answers by yourself because you don't. And that's not realistic. You're not a sleep consultant and an emotional development consultant and an OT and an SLP and a developmental specialist. You probably don't have a degree in early childhood as a parent. Most parents don't. In the same way that you would turn to your doctor for support on things that you don't know about because you don't expect that you're supposed to know the medical side of things, you also don't have to be an expert in child development or language development or sleep support. You get to tap into your village. There is no shame in that game. All right, let's dive in now to... REM sleep. So in REM sleep, this is where you're dreaming. And it's kind of crazy because your body is essentially paralyzed temporarily because otherwise you might act out your dreams. And Also, let's note that dreams are different than night terrors. Night terrors actually usually happen in your deeper sleep, like N2 or N3, and dreams are different from that. So if kiddos are waking up with night terrors or they're like screaming or they're scared or something like that, they're usually in pretty deep sleep there. And we actually just went through this in the Facebook group recently where a parent came in and was like, hey, my kid was having night terrors. And within a couple of days, they stopped. Uh, I just guided her through it in the group so that everybody could see that response and learn from it in case it was affecting them. And I'll throw it at you here as well. And just as a little reminder there, come on over to that Facebook group because stuff like this happens all the time where somebody drops in a question that you might also have and not be asking, and then you get to see the answer from different experts in the field. So coming over to the Seed and Sow Facebook group, Seed and Sow colon Voices of Your Village. Okay, but if your kiddo is waking up with night terrors, my suggestion is to, before they happen, so this little girl, it just seemed like was waking them up, I think it was like 11. So I was like, before you go to bed or like 9.30, whatever, somewhere around there, go in and just disrupt her sleep cycle. And usually this resets a sleep cycle and we don't see the night terrors happen. And that's literally what they did. Well, the first night they went in and woke her completely up and changed her diaper, and she was not pleased about that happening. Uh, And they were like, oh, is there something else? And I was like, oh, my bad. I didn't give you enough instruction there via Facebook. But don't wake her fully up. Just disrupt her sleep, and it'll reset her sleep cycle. Then the next night, they did exactly that, and she didn't wake up with any night terrors. So that's my approach to night terrors. And then dreaming happens in your REM sleep. And in REM sleep, you know how we were saying, I was saying that like it's your breathing slows and all that jazz in non-REM sleep. 
the opposite happens in REM sleep. Your brain almost looks like it's awake. Your heart rate quickens and your pulse goes back up and your sleep is is pretty light actually and your brain is crazy active. Hence the dreams. And then when we come out of REM sleep then we come to a wake cycle and that's why you like can wake up from a dream and be like, "Oh, I remember it." And then you try to fall back asleep and you're falling back like into that dream. It's because when you wake up, you're coming out of REM. Yeah, but I'm just, I think it's so crazy that your brainstem literally temporarily paralyzes your muscles so that you don't act them out. I think it's crazy that our body has learned to do that. Also, dreams can occur at other times, but they mostly occur at REM. Just FYI, in case you do a quick Google search and you're like, no. All right, so to wrap this up, (laughs) your body needs sleep. It needs sleep to function from an immunity standpoint. A lot of tiny humans that aren't getting adequate sleep, I'm also seeing that they are getting sick a lot, which makes sense. I mean, if you are not able to have that time for your body to repair and really build up your immune system overnight, then eventually you're running on empty and it doesn't have to be that way. Also, if your child is like thrashing around in bed when they sleep, that is atypical and it can mean that there's, they're not, that they're not getting quality sleep. So uh, it's definitely something to look into. Fire me an email or come over and participate in the group if you want more info on that. And we'll kind of go into that. But really, I just wanted to talk about how stinking necessary this sleep is. I mean, not just for these tiny humans, but also for these tiny humans, but for you. If you are going to stay healthy and be your best self as a person, as an employee, as a parent, as a partner, as just a sister, a daughter, whatever, if you are going to be able to thrive, you got to sleep, man. You've got to give your body that physical rest and commit those moments and those memories to long-term memory. All right. You snoozy person, you. I'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks for tuning in to Voices of Your Village. Check out the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at voicesofyourvillage.com. Did you know that we have a special community for all of you to be a part of so that we can all gather together to raise emotionally intelligent humans? Head on over to Facebook search seed and sow colon voices of your village and dive into that Facebook group. We cannot wait to hang out with you and collaborate on raising these tiny humans. If you're digging this podcast, head on over to Apple podcasts, scroll down, click those stars and leave a review. It really fills my heart to hear from all of you. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. 
I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. 